0: Listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Tuesday morning, let's turn to our next guests and topic of today. In the next twenty minutes or so, we're talking about creativity in schools and also the role of teachers in nurturing this. And to mull over this topic, I'm really delighted to be joined by writer, producer, and creative facilitator Greg Clerks, along with Benjamin Jones, who's also an educator from the Mayflower Primary School in London. And they are here in Hong Kong as part of a training workshop where local teachers can learn about uh, how to conduct uh, creative classes uh, in their schools. This is. All part of the Jockey Club arts based cross curriculum creative learning project, which is implemented by the absolutely fabulous theatre connection AFTEC. So, welcome to the program, Greg and Ben, and thank you very much for joining us this morning.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us.
0: So, perhaps, Greg, um, I'll start off with you first. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and also how did you get into this uh, the sphere of creativity and training?
1: sure it's it's a it's a slightly circuitous story so I began life as a, as a journalist and um, did that for a long time uh, in the states which is where I'm originally from and I had always worked in and around education so I helped develop um, a, a a pretty notable high school in Southern California and then worked in universities. But it wasn't until I moved to London about 21 years ago that I really got into this world. And it happened through um, a program called Creative Partnerships. And this was a government program in the UK, a huge program, which was about linking artists and schools to try to uh, shake up the system a little bit. And as someone with a writing background, they were, they were really trying to recruit people into this work. So I got recruited into this work and began doing writing in schools work and then gradually ended up doing training and development of people to do this work and it just it just sort of grew from there and that's what I've been doing uh, mostly ever since. Uh, I still do writing, I still do essays and uh, journalism and books and also theatre producing but but this work this creative facilitating work is is really what I love to do.
0: Yeah that's great to hear and Ben perhaps but we'll get to you as well Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and also have you also been an educator for the most part of your life?
2: Yeah, so I did a degree in fine art, and then after a few years not being sure what I wanted to do, I uh, became a teacher, trained as a teacher. And so I've worked in um, primary primary schools for 14 years. And um, then just more recently, I've become much more interested in um, developing teachers and developing that creative practice and working with artists and seeing how artists and teachers can collaborate together.
0: Yeah. Is it easy to teach teachers creativity
2: i would say um that everybody is creative but it's um it's a hard concept to really develop yeah
0: yeah i feel like it might be i think i think we live in a time where children are sort of you know told to be creative but they're not really being nurtured they're not really given the skills um greg what, what are your thoughts on this i
1: i think quite often for people creativity is um muddled up with talent And I think people think I can't draw or I can't sing or I can't dance. Therefore, I'm not creative. And I completely agree with Ben that every single person is creative and can do creative things. And it's about, um, I think the work that that we do is about reconnecting people to that sense in themselves. It's not um, necessarily about teaching them to be creative but how to draw the creativity out of themselves and with teachers how to draw the creativity out of the children they work with
0: yeah because we often talk about sort of fostering creativity in children but actually it comes down to perhaps fostering creativity in teachers and also the way they teach so how how do we go about that
2: yeah absolutely. the million dollar question (laughs) so um Yeah, I think part of our approach is breaking down that creativity into um, lots of different skills just to make it a little little bit more manageable. And so, you know, thinking about things like how do we collaborate with each other? How do we use our imagination? Um, How do we persist when things become difficulty? And breaking it down into those different um, areas can sort of help make it a little bit more, Um, Easy to approach for teachers and for children. Yeah, Greg?
1: Plus we do an awful lot of playing We do a lot of playing. We play games. uh, We have activities uh, The teachers laugh they laugh with each other They allow themselves to be silly. They allow themselves to take risks. They might not have taken otherwise and we um, We let those games happen and we let that laughter happen, but then we unpack it a bit How is that? like or not like, what you often do with the children in your classroom. What does that component of laughter, of play, of vulnerability, of risk, bring to you, how you feel about what you're doing and what you might do in the classroom?
0: Yeah, and you're right. You know, part, a part, of, um, part of learning is actually making things fun. You know, we have fun. Uh, we learn by having fun. Um, what about this issue of um, incorporating... Creativity as part of the curriculum, um, it's quite complicated. And, and the trouble is there's so much to pack in the curriculum that sometimes teachers are, are left exhausted and the last thing you can be is just to you know, teach in a creative way. And I don't know. I mean, I certainly see that happening in, with teachers
1: here in Hong Kong. I think from my perspective, teachers, there's two things I think about teachers is they are hugely creatively improvisational naturally, but because of the pressures that education systems put on them. And some of those pressures are understandable. You want children to have certain knowledge and develop certain things. But I think, um, I don't see creative teaching and learning as being at odds with what, what an education system wants children to learn. What it allows is for the children to understand what they're learning more clearly and find different ways to engage with subjects where those subjects might, other, might otherwise not be engaging. And for teachers, it's about finding little ways. It's not saying change everything you do overnight. Try this, see how it works. Try it again. Try something else. See what you notice
0: yeah um yeah sorry go
2: on ben
1: yeah and i think um you know a lot
2: of the the sort of games and activities that we've used over the past few days and that i use in my teaching i've learned from artists from drama um practitioners from storytellers from artists and so it's about using those and um not them being additional things in the class, them just being a slightly different way to approach something that will encourage children to collaborate more or maybe to express their understanding of concepts, but in a slightly different way. You know, I think sometimes you can get bogged down as a teacher in oh they need to write about this they need to write about everything but you know you can show your understanding of things in 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 a a myriad of different ways
0: yeah so can you give us an outline of the sort of things that you've been doing with some of our local teachers this week oh goodness
1: uh (laughs) (laughs) we've been doing a lot with them and i think um it it's interesting because i've never worked with teachers in hong kong before but after having worked with these teachers for a few days they're like teachers in many places. They really want to do well by the children. They really want to, they love what they do. It's, there are a million things they could be doing with their time and, and professional energy, and this is what they're doing. So what we've done is we've spent the beginning of our time together, so just playing some simple games, but showing what those games do. So there's a game where you simply count to three in pairs, and then you replace one with a clap and you replace two with the finger snap and you replace three with the stomp. And what you see is people trying to get their heads around this. And, and there's lots of laughing. There's lots of making mistakes. And when we do that, we ask people, how was that? And they said, it was fun. Oh, I felt really silly. It was really messy. And they said, what that game was about is about collaboration. It's about listening. It's about focusing. So we unpick kind of... And we've done at least a dozen games like that to unpick how you can explore those things that you want children to be doing, but do them in a different way. Yeah. Ben?
2: Yeah, some some of the other things we've done, um, we actually went and visited um, the Museum of Art on Friday. And, um, you know, we looked at how those sort of cultural assets like galleries and museums can be used to sort of develop the children's um, creativity. So we had lots of fun there. We made some card sculptures uh, responding to the artwork there and um, we made some list poems and lots and lots of different things. So they were really fun activities but as Greg said, we always looked at what was the purpose of that activities and what, and what sort of how do you reflect on the creativity that you used in those
0: it's great to see these teachers being students again and that's the way it should be you know learning is lifelong
1: I just want to, I just want to come out Ben Ben led that activity activity really masterfully and what the teachers said afterward was really telling they said things like normally when we go to a museum and we ask the children afterwards we say who is the artist where were they from when were they born um what artworks did you notice but what the teachers said they got from this is we understood the artist. We understood what it felt like to, ha- to to do the art. We understood, you know, when you try to try to replicate it and shape it. So there's a visceral sort of understanding of it. And they were very excited about the notion of trying to take this idea and work with their children in this way.
0: That makes me so happy because <laughs> I think, I'm, I'm sure both of you have been educators and, and just know that there's a sort of hierarchy of subjects. And unfortunately, I think the arts sort of... Uh, at the bottom. And, and I noticed just now, Ben, you mentioned, you know, from drama and also you, you have a background in theater as well, Greg. Um, I have to say, you know, the hierarchy of arts go like, you know, arts, uh, fine arts, and then it goes to theater and drama. Why, why is that still? And is that, um, do, do teachers, you know, that you've worked with also feel that way or do they feel comfortable in employing some techniques, uh, from, from drama?
1: I think it is all in the teaching of it. So often the the most difficult thing to engage teachers with, in my experience, is dance. As a form, because people, uh, teachers are fine to, to, to draw and make sketches. They're, they're fine to do some kind of acting movement, but dance That's feels like something different. And they really
0: feel a bit embarrassed. And, yes, yeah. exactly.
1: That's exactly it. And the really skilled dance practitioners are very good at breaking dance down into simply movements that are linked together through expression. Yeah. And I think my. My experience is that when good dance practitioners work with teachers, it opens up something like nothing else. It's absolutely f- fantastic to see. So I've tried to steal little bits of that over time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how successful I've been, but it, it, that's what I've noticed.
0: Yeah, Ben, have you noticed that as well?
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes it's about um, just using those different art forms to be able to express different ideas. So, it, you know, it's not so much about oh, now we're going to do music, now we're going to do dance. We're going to use dance to um, express our understanding of the water cycle. You know, I know we've been doing that in our school in the UK. Or, um, you know, let's use music to create a soundscape to demonstrate our understanding of a setting that we're writing about. So you can use the art forms in lots of different ways. And I um, I think in primary school it's easier to do that I think where it becomes quite difficult is in secondary schools where those subjects are quite carefully separated.
0: Yeah, and I think children are innately curious and they are they are sort of um, intrinsically creative. You know, you give them a, a, a problem, they'll come up with quite a interesting solution. It may not be the right one, but it's okay to, to be wrong. And that brings me to the, to the next point. You know, I think in Hong Kong, well, in, in, in many countries or cities around the world, um, we have a very big testing culture. Um, and unfortunately, I think that goes against being able to teach creatively, because it's very much right or wrong answer. Mm. Um and I mean, have teachers reported any challenges to you in, in, in that regard? Because there's such a big testing culture, it's you know perhaps difficult to, to to be creative in their methods of teaching, because it's either right or wrong.
2: That's what we've been talking about today. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> exactly. We have spent the day interrogating that idea. Um,
0: now, I'm not saying being wrong is, you know, creative. But, you know, if you're not even willing to take the risk, or if you're sort of you know, telling children that they're wrong, then they're less likely to take the risk and they won't be as creative as we hope.
1: I mean, I think the I'll, I'll give a brief perspective and, and I would love to hear your perspective because we just came out of the session today. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we talked about this kind of work being about educating the whole human that when you get out into the real world, there are not, uh, uh set texts, tests that tell you you're right, you're wrong. It's this or it's that the real world is about using your intuition about critical thinking, about being able to self reflect, about being able to make decisions based on curiosity. It's all the things that we're working on. So yes, there are tests and yes, those tests uh, have to be taken. And yes, those tests are just going to favor some children more than others. However, what this work can bring to that process is a sense a chance for children to understand subjects better and more clearly and from different angles so that's the connection we try to make okay and ben
2: yeah and i think it's it's not think thinking about creativity as not an additional thing it's an approach to doing things it's it's a it's a way of um of Of teaching and the children learning, and that we want them to develop themselves as you know successful human beings. But you know, I always talk to when I talk to teachers about developing children creatively. It's about thinking about the future and thinking. So when you know when when this child is an adult and they need to be able to be successful in the world, they need to be able to collaborate. They need to be able to like not give up when things get difficult. They need to be able to make connections between things that where you might not normally see connections, you know. And when you, you interview for jobs, they're the skills that, you know, that companies look for. So, yes, you need knowledge, um, but you also need these skills.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as technology um, advances look at the the role of AI a lot of these knowledges can be googled or perhaps in, in 20 years time you know we might not even be saying google it it might be something else and I think that's a tricky part you know that you're educating um, children for the next 40 years and we don't even know what the future is going to look like I think that's quite tricky
1: I think in in some ways the trend in education is going to move more in this direction precisely because of things like AI and chat GPT. And I think um, I was reading something the other day and I can't recall the source, but um, a teacher was actually using chat GPT to generate um, responses to questions and the task for the children was to generate better questions better questions for the chat gpt so that the the ai doesn't run us that we have a chance to use it and run that and those are those are creative learning and critical thinking skills
0: yeah yet we do have certain organizations to to ban chat gpt but you know i think it's important to embrace it because you know whether we like it or not
1: i think it's 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 when when mobile phones came into being teachers were worried well teachers weren't that's not fair. I think there were concerns that that was going to destroy education, and lots, but they're tools. And it's how do you manage to use the tools? And this kind of approach to learning is the way you do it.
0: Yeah. Um, how does the experience, I mean, um, what about your experience in the UK then? Uh, do teachers um, uh, talk about the same sort of challenges that you had today in this uh, this morning's session?
2: Yeah, I think there are there are lots of similarities, yeah. I think um, for lots of teachers, you know, testing is a challenge for them, yeah. But I think what we spoke about today was about, you know, your, you have an instinct and you have a core belief as an educator about where you want children to be in the future. And, you know, as long as you keep those values and that core um, reason for being a teacher, you know, that will feed through your approach um, to teaching and learning. And, you know, you're the person in the classroom day to day, so you know your children best and you know how they learn best.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, we've only got a few minutes left. Um, Greg and Ben, what final messages do you have for the educators of Hong Kong, for some of our teachers who are listening to the show right now? Uh, Greg, perhaps you go first.
1: I would say for teachers to, uh, to try to remember to connect with what made them teach in the first place and to just stay true to that and find ways to engage with that to make them continue to love what they do.
0: Yeah. And and we've seen that in the pandemic it's been so tough, so tough for so many teachers and well and students, but teachers have made it work and and been so creative and ahead of, you know, the trend in in, in many ways. Yeah, Ben?
2: Yeah, I would just say, you know, I'm completely in awe of um, the way teachers have managed, you know, the challenges of the last few years and and that working at home, working remotely. And, um, you know, we're coming to the end of a very long year. Um, so, you know, I just say well done to all the teachers yeah. for, for the way you've managed the past few, the recent past.
0: Well said. Ben and Greg, thank you so much for your sharing today. Uh, remind our listeners once again, if we want to find out more about your work, have you got a website, uh, Ben or Greg, that we can find out more?
2: Uh, you could definitely look up the Mayflower Primary School's website to see to see what the school is doing. We're in London. There's
1: lots of Mayflower Primary
2: Schools, but we're the one in, in East London. Excellent.
1: Great. Uh, I do have a website. Um, it's, it's just gregclerks.com. Nice and easy It is, yes (laughs)
0: Excellent Well, Greg and Ben Thank you so much for your time today And enjoy the rest of your time here in Hong Kong And we were talking a little bit more about creativity And also teaching teachers how to be creative And bringing that back to their schools And we were talking to Greg Clerks Along with Ben Jones And they're here as part of the Jockey Club Arts-based cross-curriculum creative learning project Which is implemented by the Absolutely Fabulous Theatre Connection Thank you very much indeed